on May 23rd. I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? Okie dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. Visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil. The final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount+. Plus. New CBS Sunday. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions and you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. everybody to another edition here of the Auburn Undercover Podcast on the 24-7 Sports Network. My name is Nathan King. Hello to everybody who is joining in on our YouTube live stream um, and wherever else you're watching this here on uh, Thursday evening. Joined here today by Christian Clemente and Jason Caldwell to uh, talk about a lot of stuff. It's been busy this week. The transfer portal continues to be obviously a big storyline for both football and basketball. We are, what time is it right now? The hoops. Transfer portal is about to close here in a couple hours at a yeah at eleven eight thirty eight thirty right now eight thirty five local time. Okay, so there's a little bit little bit of time left for some uh, for some breaking news here at the end, but uh, obviously it's probably not going to be the case. Um, so that'll be closed up for uh, for non graduate transfers. the uh, The football portal has obviously been closed for um, for a little bit now, but that that news continues to flow in. Um, for Auburn, they got a couple transfer additions, I think, since we last since we last spoke here on the podcast. But um, so we'll we'll leave it open if anybody's watching. You know, we we talked we talked about this in the uh, on the message board. But if anybody has any questions or anything like that, you want to pop into the uh, into the comments, we can sort of get to those as we go along. Um, since we're just kind of be free flow in this thing, but uh, we'll touch on here a couple you know here at the start. The uh, the Auburn teams that are actually playing right now in the uh, in the postseason for Auburn softball and then Auburn baseball is sort of winding things down. Um, we were we were going to talk about this earlier in the week, uh, Jason. Of course, Auburn baseball is, is coming off of a couple really big series wins against the uh, the number two and the number one teams in the country as we as we speak right now here on Thursday. They didn't play tonight because of a uh, because of a rain delay, but uh, going up against Ole Miss in Oxford this weekend and. Uh, it, Certainly seems like they're picking up steam at the uh, at the right time in the season. Yeah, no, it, yeah, it didn't did not play uh, Thursday night. It's supposed to play a Thursday night a national TV game on ESPNU. Um, lots of rain came through Oxford, um, and so they called a little early. Doubleheader Friday, first game at two o'clock. Second game an hour after that one to follow. So the Auburn teams used to playing doubleheaders. They play quite a few this year. Um, you know, so for them it's. Just kind of another another bump in the road. They've actually uh, left Auburn Tuesday, early Tuesday, scheduled to play um, Sanford at the Hoover Met Tuesday night. That guy rained out, and so they were they were going to play Tuesday night. Just go head on to Oxford, practice, do all those things. So they've actually will will have gone from Auburn on Tuesday morning to now playing not playing until Friday. So um, a little bit of a, a, a strange 
kind of schedule quirk for them now because of the rain out, but um, it actually sets pitching back up to, to where it was with Tommy Vale. Um, you know, has been a, been a Friday guy. He bumped a Saturday last week, but now you'll have Chase also back to Friday night where he was last week. Tommy Vale will pitch on Friday and Christian Herbert holds on Saturday. So you're still going to finish because you'll have Thursday, Friday, Saturday next week. And then, uh, you know, a couple more wins at least get you in the SEC tournament and, you know, probably playing, you know, early midweek then. So you'll have to move some things around. So it's just part of what you deal with this time of year with baseball and softball. And so, um, you know, for this team, it's kind of get, go out and, and keep doing it. Go try to win a couple more games on the road in, in Oxford, Mississippi. What has been working for them so well, Jason, in these in these couple series against, like we talked about, two of the best teams in the country? Yeah, um, you know, offense has been there. I mean, they, they hit a bunch of home runs at, at South Carolina. That was a big deal. But, you know, it's been it's been more consistent pitching has been the difference for them. Um, Tommy Vale and Christian Herbert Holtz have – kind of solidified things on the mound. They still haven't had a guy go seven, eight, you know, go deep, deep into games. But, right, you know, we talked about early in the year, if they could get 15 innings out of starters, they would have been a huge bonus for them. And that's what they got last weekend um, against LSU. They got some some guys that went a little deeper in games and just take so much pressure off your bullpen. And so um, that's helped out a lot. And then, you know, guys like Drew Nelson, Hayden Murphy, Zach Crotchfield, three true freshmen, Stepped up and, and had pretty pretty solid outings. Uh, getting Chase Isbell back. Uh, now you got John Armstrong and Tanner Bauman, and obviously Will Cannon there as a closer role. So you start thinking about the numbers of guys there, and all of a sudden you start going seven eight deep uh, in the bullpen, and you, it helps you to get through a weekend series in in, in much better shape. So um, that's been the thing for them is is you know kind of doing that, and um, you've just been able to, to be consistent on the mound, throw strikes and, and let their defense work. And, and that's what they've been able to do. Yeah. And then uh, talked about it a little bit there in the open, but uh, the Auburn softball gets a win here on Thursday in their first game in the, uh, in the SEC tournament, come from behind win for them overall miss where uh, Matt, if anyone missed the end of that game, Matty Penso was, uh, was about as clutch as you can get. Um, down the stretch there and continuing, uh, of course, what's been an incredible season for her. Likely going to win SEC Pitcher of the Year. I believe they match up with South Carolina Correct. on Friday. Yep, um, South Carolina just beat Georgia, an upset 10, 10 over the two seed. Uh, Donnie Goborn's a pitcher for South Carolina. She's been really good. Auburn will probably see her again. She's pitched each of the first two days in the SEC tournament. Um, Auburn wins despite playing probably one of their poor games of the year. It was definitely – uh, you know, one of the, the, the poor outings for Maddie Penta, she, she actually got pulled and went back in the game late and had to, had to battle down the stretch. So I think Auburn survived one today. And so that was the name of the game for them is that's it postseason survive in advance. So they in the semifinals um, tomorrow, I think at two o'clock, I think is, is what the schedule time is right now. Well, we'll kind of go in reverse here from what I was, uh, what I was originally thinking we would do um you guys were on the road this week um catching up with a bunch of different auburn targets big auburn targets and uh, of course the transfer portal continues to be a big thing of news for for auburn but we'll kind of go in reverse that we'll start with the transfer portal um from the football side and the reason i say that is because we're getting a lot of comments here in the comment section on youtube so i wanted to start rolling through those um christian some receiver questions here to start that's a good place to start because as Hugh freeze told me uh, on uh told us in in birmingham um, when I asked him about it, 
this week at the Regents fundraiser, they said, you know, one to two more receivers, one, maybe two, I guess, if they if they get a couple guys they like. Of course, they have plenty of scholarship spots for it right now. Uh, but the first question we had was from Will Doig, Do- whatever. Uh, what is from the depth chart? What is the uh, Will from Will? What does the depth chart look like at receiver if Auburn lands shorter um, and Craig from Colorado? I believe those are their top two targets right now at the moment at receiver Christian, if, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, you know, tell me, tell me how they're feeling with both those guys. Yeah. It's kind of the two most realistic targets, I guess you could say, because both of them, you know, have been offered by Auburn and both of them have been on campus already. Um, I, Jair Shorter was on campus this past weekend. Um, I talked to him over the phone actually while we were down on our recruiting road trip in Mobile. And that's kind of, it's one of those stories where it reads pretty well. You can tell the interest but if you sit there and you actually talk to him and you get to hear him, you can really tell what the interest is. Um, and kind of, you know, I would ask him about, you know, other visits or another school that's interested and be like, yeah, you know, they're good, but I really like Auburn. Um, and so he's supposed to visit Colorado this next week um, and then probably have a decision shortly after that. But I get the sense that if Auburn is in, you know, fully interested and willing to take him, he's had some injury issues um, there at North Texas, two different injuries that derailed two of his seasons there. Um, but last year when he was fully healthy, honorable mention for all conference USA, um, literally the best deep threat in all of college football. If you're looking at yards per reception over 27 yards per reception, I think he had 11 touchdowns on 23 total catches. Um, so you definitely get a deep threat there. Um, and Montana Lamonius Craig actually Colorado graduated from Colorado today, um, on Thursday and he had visited Auburn. Uh, I guess it was two weekends ago now. Um, and Auburn sits in a pretty good spot there. So, Hugh Freeze saying, you know, that they're willing to take two more receivers is pretty notable um, because you already landed Caleb Burton. um, And so you were wondering, you know, do they want to take two receivers or do they want to take three receivers? Seems like they're willing to take three. um, And these two make the most sense. As for Will's question, the depth chart, honestly, I really wouldn't have the first clue as to how things shake out. Um, Caleb Burton, you would kind of slot him there um, at the slot position with Javarius Johnson, um, Jay Fair. I feel like there's another name I'm forgetting there as well. Uh, but you'd put him there at slot probably. And then the other two guys on the outside, but as for how the depth chart shakes out, I mean, that would all be fault practice. Um, none of these guys are going to be guaranteed a starting spot necessarily. Um, and you have the guy, you, you know, you have guys like Camden Brown, stuff like that. Um, still returning from Auburn as well, but it's important pickups. It's necessary pickups for Auburn at receiver. Um, and Jason, it seems like, Auburn is in a pretty good spot to land two more and kind of complete the receiver room now. Yeah, I think at least one more when you look at it. I think you can see one more of these guys. And to me, this 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 kind of reinforces what we've heard in the spring and, and what you know Hugh Freeze talked about some in the spring was is that the inconsistency at the wide receiver group for them. Uh, like that had a lot to do with with you know some of the inconsistencies at quarterback too, and vice versa. But um, I think you look at it and. You, as busy as they've been and as active as they've been in the wide receiver room, you definitely can tell that they're trying to go out there and, and you know, create more competition and try to upgrade those spots. And, and, you know, like you said, there's nothing given. And so, yeah, this is, this is much like quarterback. I mean, you know, there's, there's going to be a battle in August and there's going to be a battle for playing time in August. The one guy I would say more than any other that I expect to be on the field a good bit is Javarius Johnson. I think he's a guy that's probably been the most consistent of those guys Cameron Brown went healthy. Was probably the other guy that was the most consistent guy in the spring. Um, those are two guys I would probably feel most most sure about being in the mix. You know, um, when they get on the field in August, 
you know, especially if, even if I had two or three guys. Question here from Barlow Malone. Uh, he just asked Keon Coleman question mark. Of course, that's the Michigan State um, receiver who entered the portal when when Peyton Thorne did. Yeah, obviously he, y'all y'all know this better than better than I do. But a little bit of back and forth there. He he did not end up visiting Auburn though. And I think Florida State is looking like a pretty big lean for him. Yeah, he's actually been at Ole Miss the last couple of days. You no, know, we we talked about it last week. People I started asking about it. We said, look, we're here, and he's he's not planning on visiting. Um, we. Uh, reiterated those notes, I think, on Saturday as well. Christian mm-hmm. talking about that, no, there was not a visit planned. Uh, he went to Ole Miss. Could he still visit Auburn? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess it's still a possibility, but I don't believe there's been a whole lot of contact back and forth between him and Keon Coleman. Would that be a guy that Auburn would like to try to get on campus? Absolutely, I think they would, but I just don't think it's happened to this point. No, I think your most realistic options are get Jair Shorter, get Montana Lamonius Craig, pair those guys with Caleb Burton and call it a day. Yeah, in all honesty. Yeah, and and like you guys talked about, um, as you're sort of filling out the depth chart at receiver here, those those certainly aren't bad pickups. You know, Freeze was talking about Caleb Burton, sort of saying, you know, he's he's kind of a retroactive freshman um, because he didn't do anything at Ohio State. He kind of dealt with some injuries, didn't didn't see the field as a freshman. But anybody that you can take in that Ohio State receiver room, anybody that they think is a is a player that they should sign, it's probably a pretty talented player. Um, and and Burton was already a talented player. He was already somebody that was a top 100 overall player at the high school level. Um, didn't participate in spring practices due to uh, due to injuries. But yeah, like you're talking about Christian, he he's sort of an interesting case. Like you look at him of his size, thinking he might be a slot guy. Going back and looking at him in high school, he is very fluid, kind of moving down the field on the outside. Um, plays a little bit bigger than he is, and so I think you might see him at a couple um, different positions. But that's why, like you said, it's, it's difficult at this point to kind of you know pigeonhole these guys into different positions until we see them on the field yeah. um, in practice so. before we move on i want to answer two questions uh, actually both of them are from zach um he said shorter being known for injuries um worries him a little bit here's the thing about that it's a one-year guy um you, you're bringing him in for one year it's not like you're pigeonholing yourself with a scholarship for the future there um so i don't think that's necessarily a huge deal and if he checks out the medical boxes uh, which i'm sure they check that out during his visit then you're probably okay. Um, and then he also said Montana Lamonius Craig not committing yet is surprising to me. Um, I don't think it's all that surprising. Like I said, he graduated officially from Colorado today um, on Thursday. He has two years of eligibility left. Kind of could be a similar situation to Peyton Thorne, who graduated from Michigan State um, and then committed to Auburn. You know, a few hours later, Lamonius Craig could be um, committing within the next few days, whatever. Um, it seems like Auburn's in a good spot. With him right now though um and so i think he probably just wanted to wait until he actually graduated at colorado so that that was just wanted to get those out of the way real quick yeah i think you see that happen a lot you know guys wanting to even even guys who have decisions to make elsewhere like talking about basketball like alan flanagan it was pretty well known that he was going to move on from this team for the better part of the last two months but what does he do? You know, he waits till you know you wait till you get the degree in hand. You know, walk across the stage and then be like, okay, you know, now it's sort of sensible to to sort of say, you know, well, here's here's my next destination. Here's you know what I'm going to be doing with my with my career. And so, um, another question here: Do you think we get Isaac Ukwu? Of course, uh, it was a two weeks ago now. The James Madison pass rusher visited Auburn. Um, Christian seems like maybe old, speaking of Ole Miss might be in play for him as well. Hugh Freeze mentioned again when he was sort of going through the list of hey, you know. Here's the guys we're still looking at. He mentioned one or two receivers, um, mentioned getting, uh, he said, a defensive end, a defensive end, outside linebacker, pass rusher. 
type guy said maybe they'd still be in play for a DB and then maybe they'd still be in play for a linebacker. So they're still looking for somebody for somebody like Ukwu, and it seems like he maybe is at the top of the board for them right now. Yeah, Jason, do you want to take this one? Do you yeah, one? yeah, I think it's a possibility. The thing about him is, is that I think he's probably more of a classic defensive end than maybe a true speed edge rusher, and so that might that might be a little bit different scenario. Now he's got experience, and he would be a, a physical guy. But you look at him, and I mean, this is a grown man at probably two fifty five, two sixty, I would imagine, but not real tall. And so he's he's built more like a, probably a classic true defensive end type. So. Um, I think if they're looking, here's the thing about it right now, from from my perspective, from a transfer portal, if you're Auburn, if you get a guy like that and he's a one-year guy and you've got room on a roster, then it's a no-brainer. You, you take guys like that because this is almost like picking in the fifth round of the NFL draft where you're going, look, I'm taking the best available player. The best available player that can help my roster, I'm going to take that guy. And that's where Auburn is right now where you're going, look, you, you feel good. You got some spots. And obviously, if if the if your number one offensive tackle is still on the board, you go get that guy. But if not, hey, who's the best player we can go get? Let's go find that guy and go get him. And so, um, I think that's what you're looking at for Auburn right now. So yeah, I, I I probably don't write off pretty much anybody that's on the board right now. Um, I think you try to go out and, and try to continue to to update the roster and, and make it as, as strong as possible. I'm going to make an executive decision here and skip around some questions. So we'll come back to you here in the chat. Um, but the next one was from Alex who asks, how are we looking at linebacker for the fall? Christian, I wanted to give you this opportunity to segue into somebody that you reported is on campus um, today, a linebacker target for them that they have been targeting for the, for the past couple of weeks, but now getting them on campus. Yeah. Uh, Larry Nixon, the third um, out of North Texas. So another North Texas guy, teammates with Jair Shorter, um, I think he was North Texas's second leading tackler last year, maybe the leading tackler, um, something like that. Pretty productive player over his career. Um, One-year guy as a graduate transfer, really kind of plug-and-play guy, um, similar Jair Shorter. You bring him in for a little bit of help for one year, help shore up that room a little bit. You, I say lost in quotations. There were some guys that left the room at linebacker, kind of clearing up scholarship spots. Um, Desmond Tisdall departed. Cameron Brown departed. Powell Gordon ended up departing. Um, and so I don't want to say you weren't thin by any means, but you maybe wanted to add one more guy. Um, and Larry Nixon is a guy that can come in for one year and help. Um, you can pair him with Austin Keys. You know, you brought in Demario Tolan as a younger guy uh, to help kind of rotate in and help him grow a little bit and kind of be the future of that room. Um, and Austin Keys only has two years left. So a little bit of an older guy. He visited Miami last weekend. Now he's at Auburn. Not sure if he's visited anywhere else or if he plans to visit anywhere else. Hoping to catch up with him tomorrow. Um, but this is a guy that could come in and kind of help boost that room right away just for a little bit there. Next one here, um, as we can start talking a little bit about you guys' road trips. Um, this week, where you guys got out in the state and uh, talked to some. A lot of Alabama commitments, but uh, guys that Auburn is is really going after. Um, Barlow had another question. He asked, word on Kevin Riley, of course, the uh, the, the running back from uh, from he's from Tuscaloosa County, yeah. correct? Yeah. yeah. Do you what, what's what's the latest on 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 him, Jason, and where he stands in terms of Auburn's running back board right now? Yeah, I mean Christian can correct me if I'm wrong, but he's a guy that they're still you know trying to get on campus and visit this summer. He he was in Auburn for the A day game. Um, he's a guy that. I think is intrigued by Auburn. Uh, obviously, going to be a, a different type of guy. So you, you already have Jamari Burnett committed. Um, 
in this class. He's a big physical guy. Kevin Riley's a home run hitter uh, type running back. And so I think for Auburn, can you get him back on campus, official visit June kind of thing? That That's kind of the thing you start to point to now is you start going, you know, a lot of these guys are going to be December. They're going to try to get decisions made early because they're going to be enrolled and, and being, you know, in classes somewhere in January. You start pointing to players that, that, that take these June official visits and he'll be one of the guys that we'll, we'll see if he starts to knock some of those things out here uh, moving forward. Zach says here, this gives us an opportunity to segue um, into another Alabama guy says Ryan Williams sounds more and more like an Auburn Lee and Christian, tell me a little bit about y'all's conversation with him within this week. Of course, a, a five-star receiver committed to uh, committed to Alabama. Yeah, um, I don't know if I would go that far. I wouldn't say he's an Auburn lean because um, he's still committed to Alabama. But this new staff has definitely um, – they've actually given him something to think about because when he committed to uh, Alabama last uh, October, I think it was, he said, look, Auburn wasn't even really in the picture. Um, and this is the school that his dad went to. Um, he visited for the Penn State game. He came out and said on the record, like, look, I did not enjoy it. Um, Jason literally talked to him more at that game um, than anyone on staff did, um, and he ended up leaving early, and it was just not a good experience. Didn't have an offer going into the game. They didn't even offer him until afterwards. He's one of the best players in the country. He already was at that point. Now he's the number three player. Um, and so kind of unfortunately for this new staff, they've had to play catch-up, um, and that's been the case in a lot of recruitments, definitely with Ryan Williams. And this is one of – when you look at the 2025 class, this is like the guy. Um, this is Auburn's, uh, this is, the, this is a can't miss guy for a lot of teams. Um, you know, we talked to him and he said, I'm still committed to Alabama, but he wants to check out Auburn again this summer, wants to go see Georgia, wants to go see USC, wants to go see Ohio state. Um, today alone, he picked up three new offers from Kentucky, Oregon, and Florida. Um, I mean, this is going to be the ultimate heavyweight battle. Um, and it'll be that way all the way until the end, but Marcus Davis and Hugh Freeze have absolutely at least given him something to think about. Um, and Jason, you know, we kind of talked about it afterwards and after talking to him. Um, there's some other intriguing schools in there, definitely like in Ohio State, but kind of feels like this is an in-state battle. Um, and Alabama has the upper hand with his commitment, but Auburn's going to try and battle this one until the very last second there. Yeah, no, I mean, you look at, at Ron Williams and um, – I think the thing, if you're Auburn, that you can maybe take a little solace in is that these are, you know, and, and there'll be some other guys. Obviously, we're talking about when we're talking about Barry and and um, and the other guys we we've seen. The the thing that you, if you're Auburn, you go, hey, you hold a little hope is is that these are guys that are surrounded by lots of Auburn people. Um, whether it's Ron Williams and his dad, um, you know whether it's the mobile guys that have come through Auburn that are such strong personalities uh, like Antonio Coleman that still lives there, coaches at Williamson, but you guys like Deshaun Davis and, and Trey Williams, those are guys that are in the coaching ranks now, but all, all those kids in, in mobile grew up knowing and, and watching these guys. And so I think that's a big deal for Auburn. You're just playing catch up. And so now can you catch up enough, um, you know, for Ron Williams, um, you know, unless something changes and he were to change to be a 24, which we'd heard some rumors of, but we have we have not heard anything like that that was actually going to happen. Uh, you still got a couple of years left for him. Um, that's the key for Auburn. I think no matter what for Auburn, it, it, it's you're probably going to go, hey, what can you show up? What can you back up on the field in terms of passing game using the wide receivers? 
dynamic, all those things. Um, you do some of those things, then then I think for Auburn, you, you have an even better shot at a guy that that you put yourself at least in the, in the hunt for right now. Anyway, speaking of extremely highly rated receivers that are committing, uh, committed currently to uh, to Alabama, you guys also went and saw um, Perry Thompson, who uh, whom Alex asked about here. He says, "How are we feeling about Perry Thompson, Christian?" I'll give you the floor there to uh, to move on to the next guy, and after this, there'll be another Alabama commitment to uh, to talk about. But it seems like he's a guy that. Um, Auburn feels like they're making good progress with at the moment. And like you said, it's probably gonna be the same situation. They're going to be really hard on him through throughout his recruiting process. Yeah. You know, Alex, that's a good question. Um, and this is not the answer you're looking for, but I truly don't know. I, I really don't have a feel on Perry Thompson. I think Auburn has absolutely given him something to think about. Um, but the problem is in, in my mind, I think Auburn's also, and you know, we'll talk about him in a second. I think Auburn's also given Sterling Dixon a lot to think about as well. Um, and I don't know if Auburn can pull off two flips from Alabama. I think that'd be asking quite a bit um, in year one. But I do think they can pull off one. I just don't know which one it'll be, um, to be honest. But the thing about Perry Thompson, and Jason and I talked about it um, a little bit, is you know, he just keeps coming back. He gets offered um, by the new staff in January, which he wasn't even offered by the previous staff, and he's a five-star wide receiver. I think he's the number 14 player in the country. Um, and... So he gets offered. He visits a few days later. He comes up for a couple of spring practices, comes back up um, for a day. And then Jason, he has his official visit locked in for June. Um, so that could be a big um, that could be a big visit that weekend because he's supposed to visit Alabama two weeks beforehand. Maybe you can catch some lightning in a bottle that weekend. Um, or maybe this goes all the way until signing day. Either way, it'll go all the way until signing day. But I just don't really have a good feel. You know, he's committed to Alabama, so you'd lean Alabama, but a lot of signs are pointing like this is getting interesting um, for Auburn. Yeah. No, I mean, the thing that, that you just don't, like I said, you just don't know. I, I feel good that, that Auburn has, has done all they can do to this point. That's the thing. I don't think you could have asked anything more of you freeze and this staff to get to where they are right now. Now, can you get across the finish line? Some of that will be determined by what you look like on the field. Some of that will be determined by, you know, getting guys back on campus and maybe the official visit in June where guys go, okay, I felt it, but now this is exactly what I thought it was. And those things could, it could happen that way, but it might be, Hey, I want to see what you look like when you play Georgia in the middle of the year. Um, you know, what's that offense going to look like? Sterling Dixon, how are you using the linebackers? The guy that you just brought in, you know, the, your one year transfer outside guy that they can also play the true linebacker spot. How, how's that guy using the defense? I think some of those things may be part of it, but there also may be you, you may be close enough to where a guy just says, "Hey, you know what? That's where I want to be," and and it could happen. I mean, I mean, never say never because I've I've learned that in the recruiting game over the years. Um, you never know what it's going to be for somebody, and and for these kids, the thing you have to do is you go get them back on campus, and you have yourself a shot. Auburn's done that, like Christian mentioned, time and time again. These guys have continued to make visits. That's the first step and the biggest step to to you know staying in the game and, and maybe making one of those flips down the road. Yeah, Perry Thompson from Foley and then uh, Ryan Williams from from Saryl in twenty twenty four and uh, and twenty twenty five guys respectively. We won't drone on him uh, that much because, like you guys said, it's you know, you're sort of in a wait and see situation with a lot of these guys. But uh, we mentioned Sterling Dixon from from Mobile Christian. That's a, that's somebody that you guys have seen um, a couple times recently tell me a little bit about uh christian tell me a little bit about 
what Auburn's defensive staff is uh, is telling him right now and some of the things he he was talking to you guys about. Yeah, I think the biggest thing was, you know, it was the money quote. I was, Jason was interviewing him, and I was just kind of sitting there listening. And, and I laughed a little bit, and eyes got kind of wide. He said, you know, this Hugh Freeze has laid out the red carpet. It's been great. And he said, this is a lot better staff. And it's like, okay, well, you know, there's your lead. There's your headline. That's that's the money quote right there. Um, and that's the biggest thing. So, um, look, I mean, it, this staff has made it clear. This is an interesting guy who initially was looked at as kind of an edge guy. Now every team has kind of shifted in um, and looked at him as more of a true linebacker now. Um, and so Josh Aldridge has kind of zeroed in on him and said, hey, you're kind of one of our guys. You're pretty much at the top of our board um, there at linebacker. And they really, really want him. And, you know, he's he's continued to say he's locked in with Alabama, but Auburn and LSU, um, for that matter, are making it pretty hard on Alabama. Yeah, I'll say this about Starman Dixon. He's the guy in, in this class that that is most like Keldrick Falk was in the last class. I kept saying over and over again, I just always thought Keldrick Falk was going to wind up at Auburn, and he did. I've always felt like Sterling Dixon was going to wind up at Auburn, and I, I, like I said, Auburn's right there. They put themselves in the hunt. This is a guy that if this staff had been on board for a year, I feel pretty sure that he would be committed to Auburn right now. Um, I think it opened the door for Alabama. He found something he liked. And now can can he figure out, okay, maybe the maybe Hart versus – I don't know. There's going to be a tug of war for Sergeant Dixon. But I've, I've been in that camp for a while that I thought this is a guy that was eventually going to wind up at Auburn. We'll see if it happens. But um, there, you, you think the connections. Um, Robert Woodyard is his cousin. Cam Riley's a guy that he played against and known for a long time. There's a lot of people he can bounce things off of going, hey, what's it like? Where would I fit? Hey, well, let's play beside – I mean, could you imagine being able to play beside your cousin on the same defense in, in college? I mean, that would be a possibility with him and Robert Woodyard uh, <clears throat> maybe down the road at Auburn. So um, there's lots of things that that I think Auburn has, has um, played right. And, again, the staff has, has done a good job of, of giving the Tigers a shot anyway. This question here will go back. Like I said, I'm going to bounce around a little bit. This gives us a chance to talk about their newest transfer addition while also looking at some recruiting. Um, Storylines Will said the offensive line has improved via the portal, but what's the status on some of the high school guys recruiting? Um, Auburn fans, they always want to know about the offensive line when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to recruiting. That'll that'll never change. But yeah, I mean, of course, referencing there that they've they've continued to improve um, the O line. We can talk about Jade Muskrat for a minute. Um, so it's interesting. So Phil Montgomery, he's the head coach at Tulsa, his starting left tackle and his starting right tackle last year are now at Auburn. Of course, they picked up Dylan Wade in that first you know, portal period, looked at him immediately and said, that's probably Auburn starting left tackle. Seems like it, it ended up that way during spring practice. What was interesting, Jason, when I asked Freeze about it in, uh, in Birmingham, um, you know, where, where, where do you see him fitting? Because he, he started all 12 games for Tulsa at right tackle. Um, he said, you know, it, pretty much anywhere, and that's why he was pretty. That's why he was so high for us. That's why he was such a big target for us. He said he can play, you know, tackle or or on the inside. At least for me, I'm interested to know what you thought when when they picked him up, and you and you've of course talked to him when he was on campus. At least for me, I sort of see him slotting into that right guard spot, competing there. Not saying he's going to be a starter right away, but I think maybe the competition and the and the depth there with a with a quality player like him is needed a little bit more at guard. But you never know; he could come in and also 
and also give some competition there at tackle. Cause certainly, you know, nothing is set in stone for, for guys like Dylan Wade or, or Gunnar Britton right now. Yeah. You know, I think, uh, I guess I talked to him when we were, me and Christian were sitting in the parking lot of the hotel after, I think after we'd been to Foley high school the other day and, um, you know, got him on the phone before he, he made his announcement. And, um, you know, he said, yeah, it's, it, it was Auburn. So we kind of had some things prepared for, for when we got, got done with Jaden, but, um, yeah, I think he's a guard. That's what he said. He said a hey, guard first, but he could, here's the thing about him. I think he's a guy that that's first at, at guard, but probably slides out to right tackle if anything were to happen to Gunnar Britton, but heck, he can jump in that, in, in, in that competition pretty quickly. If they feel like, Hey, we want to take a look and see what that looks like. The thing he's going to have a big advantage in is that the scheme, it's going to be very similar scheme, obviously with Philip Montgomery, it's going to be an easier transition. He's got one of his best friends. When when he came on a visit, I ran into those guys at a baseball game, and um, you know he's hanging out with Dylan Wade. And the funny thing is, is that he also has connections. If if people didn't read my story, he also has connections on the Auburn baseball team. He played um, ball, I think, for five or six years with both Cooper McMurray and Caden Green, who both first year baseball players at Auburn. So there's connections for him all over the place. Uh, so there's four or five people that that he, he's close to that they were Auburn. That was huge. That was in the end, that was the, the deal for him. But yeah, this is a guy that's versatile and I think probably his ability to play tackle if needed, maybe one of the more important pickups on the, for this team. Cause they just don't have a lot of depth at those tackle spots. They brought in two starters. You lose Colby Smith, who they'd moved inside the guard. You got Garner Langlow out there. Um, they're not a whole lot of, they're not a whole lot of other guys at offensive tackle. So he gives you the ability to slide outside and, and shore up a position if needed um, because of injuries. And, you know, that offensive line depth is um, that's one of the most important things you can have going to a, a season in a Southeastern conference. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I got to play. I'm going to play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor, Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. The chilling new original docuseries on Paramount+. Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. To the can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and fifteen thousand dollars a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Yeah, theoretically, I think now you have a couple backup tackles, like you said, if, if something were to happen to either tackle spots, I think maybe, maybe two tall Miller could be, could be your emergency guy there at left tackle. You know, of course we'll see what happens. Um, but then you get, you know, experienced player like, like Muskrat to come in there um, on the right side. He's a converted defensive tackle out of, uh, out of high school, or at least according to his, to his 24 seven profile, he's a two-star defensive lineman out of Arkansas. Um, and then by the time he was sort of putting it together and put some injuries behind him at Tulsa, he, he started for the, uh, for the entire season. So, um, we'll get to a couple more here, and then we'll, we'll close things up with football. I thought this is a good question here to, to think about these summer enrollees that are that are getting set to come on campus here um, pretty soon. Of the freshmen coming in, who do y'all think will get on the field? Of course, that's that's Jeremiah Cobb, um, Darren Reed, uh, Hank Brown, the the quarterback. Others, I I I go back to somebody that Jason talked about earlier. I 
I don't see any way that Keldrick Falk does not make a decently sizable impact um, this season. But look, Darren Reed is somebody that I think is going to come in here. That's somebody I know you liked a lot, um, Christian. There along the defensive line, they might they might need some bodies on the on the D line here at at, at some point. Um, he's four star guy. You know, he's one of these guys. I think that that maybe people could say you know when he comes in the summer. Oh yeah, forgot he was uh, forgot yeah. he was part of this class. He's a he's a pretty good player. But I'm, I'm interested to hear y'all's thoughts on this question. Yeah, are we doing just the summer enrollees? I don't know. I, yeah. I, I picked. Okay. I think that's what, it's, that's what it sounds like. Anyway. Okay. So yeah, so I mean, a little bit. that's fine. I would I would definitely go read. Um, you know, you want to talk about a guy that people might have forgotten, um, and I I fall in that trap. I forget about him all the time. Um, the JUCO defensive tackle, Quintrell, Jamison Travis. That's um, my guy. That's yep. where I was going as well. Okay. Yep. But that's absolutely a guy. Um, I think we'll get on the field, and he. He slipped the cracks because he never actually visited Auburn and just announced out of the blue that he was committed. So everyone was like, uh, you know, didn't know a whole lot about him. Um, but Juco guy there where Auburn needs kind of some more bodies along the defensive tackle. Um, outside of that, I, I don't want to take up all the answers. Um, but yeah, you, you've got a lot of, you got a lot more safeties coming in. That's for sure. You have three more guys at safety. Um, and Terrence Love, Sylvester Smith, and C.J. Johnson, um, although Terrence Love could get a look down there at linebacker um, as well. So you've got some interesting guys coming in. You have more DBs coming in too, Tyler Scott, Colton Hood. I'll list off kind of most of the names, and then you guys can pick some as well. Quavo Story has a chance to maybe get on the field there at receiver um, since they need some help. Same could theoretically be said for J.C. Hart, who signed as a defensive back and is expected to start his career at receiver. Um, he's got great speed and great length. Maybe you use him as kind of a home run hitter there, receiver. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I'm, I'm Quintrell Jameson Travis is the the first guy that comes to mind for me. Older, uh, more you know, more physically mature guy on the defensive line. I do think, yeah, I, I, but I'm right there with the freshman group. I think Darren Reed's probably the first guy. I think when you start thinking about positions, when you you think about running back. And so you got Jeremiah Cobb there, but that's a, that's as deep a position as Auburn has on the field. So that that you start thinking about positions where you can make an impact um, because maybe there's not as much to learn or it's easier to pick up. So you think running back, I think corner, and I think defensive line. Those are the three spots where I think about it. Darren Reed's physically probably is able uh, to go in there and withstand it. I think the true maybe true defensive end spot um, when they're thinking about playing this three four, you know, you think about where you lost a guy like Jeffrey Emba. Uh, he's not as big as Jeffrey Emba was, but I mean, you, you talk about, you know, 275 pounds uh, that can come in and play maybe some of that role, especially maybe on a third down. So I could see that. And then um, corner, it probably gonna be a little bit more difficult, but you know, if they don't add anybody from, from the portal, you could see one of these young guys step up and, and maybe jump in there and make an impact right away uh, to get into play and rotation um, special teams, do some of those things, but yeah, I think I think a couple, those two defensive linemen are probably the guys for me. Very interested to see what happens with uh, with Terrence Love in terms of a position. I think we talked about it earlier this year, but um, just you know the mold of a Jamie and Sherwood type player is just exciting because that's a cool player to see kind of float between those linebacker um, and safety spots. And I do think Auburn's staff is in a position where you look at a guy like Ron Roberts who has been um, kind of experimental with that star spot when you look at what he did at Baylor um, really you, you need a guy in that position um, to be, to be pretty versatile. And so is Terrence love that kind of player? I don't know. Is he kind of a guy who floats in that outside linebacker position, but can also, you know, drop back to safety. So be interested to see what, you know, a couple years down the line, 
they do with him. Yeah, Cuevo, sorry, your guy, Christian. I mean, I think that's probably the guy that it's August 18th and you open your phone and there's a 15-second clip from the football account on Twitter and it's somebody making a crazy catch or like hurdling someone. Maybe I'm just saying that because of that video of him hurdling somebody, (laughs) but that's a guy with a lot of athleticism. I don't know how much he'll get on the field, but he'll probably bring some pop. Um, yeah, that room. pretty yeah, pretty immediately, I would imagine. The tough thing I think for those both of those guys is really small school football, mm-hmm. and so you start talking about the difference in the the little thing, the route running, RPO game, all that stuff. That's going to be a a big step for those guys at wide receiver, and so I think that's why you're looking for experience out of there. And that's why I think they're going that way right now. So, um, athletically, two really athletically gifted guys but may take them a little longer to kind of adjust. So we can kind of close things out here. Um, Now we'd be remiss if we didn't touch on basketball just a little bit, because like I said, the transfer portal does close tonight. Um, Auburn will end up only having three, four, four transfer portal entries um, when it's all said and done, because uh, you had Yohan Treor, you had Chance Westry, um, you had Stretch Akingbola entered the portal. Um, and then Alan Flanagan earlier this 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 week, That's and also Alan happened. Flanagan, and also and also Alan Flanagan. Uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about that because um, that was just a couple of days ago. Not surprising. The only question there for him was whether he would transfer or turn pro. Um, and so for him as a grad transfer, now he didn't have to abide by the uh, by the by the portal window, but he did get in before the portal window. Um, and then yesterday, something that kind of made everybody raise their eyebrows a little bit. Um, the news that that Julian Phillips from from Tennessee is uh, is, is going to transfer, and so he's a guy where I don't think this is getting talked about enough. You know, first and foremost is the NBA draft for him because he's starting to shoot up some draft boards. If you look around, like he's a he's an early second round type guy. When you when you look around a lot of places, I saw a couple places today that had him as like a top thirty overall prospect. And so, um, you know, if he does end up coming back to college. And, and doesn't turn pro, you have to think Auburn is going to be in play, in, you know, for for him, you know, as a as a transfer player, just because that makes too much sense. They're in need for a wing. He was a guy that Auburn was pretty was pretty set on him. Seemed like he was going to come to Auburn, and then Tennessee kind of sealed the deal at the last minute um, last year. And so um, I think you know him and, and Tyron Lawrence from from Vanderbilt, another guy whose name is still in the draft process. Um, those are the two guys that that Auburn fans I think need to need to have their eyes on right now because they got to get a wing. Got to get yeah. a three. You're still you're still in need for a guy like that. And now Alan Flanning is officially you know, out the door. Yeah, got to do that. I think the one question on Julian Phillips is is what happens because of of being after May first. The SEC um, had to get a waiver unless the SEC changes something. And how quickly would they do that? I, I think most of us expect that if you said, "Hey, we're going to do this," that 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 would happen pretty quick. And you go, "Hey, the SEC, we're changing these rules." And and I think the coaches are are. Are, are ready to do that because they know how much of an impact it could have on them down the road. But uh, right now he would be a guy that would be ineligible as it stands today because he didn't go into the portal till after May 1st. So that may be the first bridge you have to cross if you're Auburn and Julian Phillips is um, do you feel good about that, that waiver process happening? I would expect that you'd probably feel pretty good about it considering everything that's going on, but it still is a question mark in this, in this one, another, another wrench in, in, What's what's just a crazy process trying to fill out rosters right now for everybody involved, and you know Bruce Pearl and his staff are uh, are, are trying to 
to fill it up and, and get closer to having that roster that they want to get by summer. They can get started and get rolling. Yeah, and Christian brought up in a conversation he and I were having this week, you know, do you maybe – are you are you comfortable with the argument of, oh, he was in the draft process and he's focusing that, or Tennessee's roster turned over a lot and, like, while I was focusing on the draft, here's what happened with my previous school, so that's why I entered the portal. Um, you know, you, you wonder how strong those arguments would be. Um, like like you were saying, Jason, if you're if you're Auburn and you end up taking somebody like this, that probably signals that you feel strongly um, about your chances for him to be, for him to be eligible next year. But yeah, you know, it's it's not over. In a couple of days, Tyron Lawrence will be uh, will be in the G League camp. If he gets an NBA Combine invite, we'll see what happens with him. Um, Mitchell Holmes was a guy who <laughs> emerged over over the past week. He's a 2023. Big guy, um, this guy who's, who once twenty four seven gives him some stars. He'll be like a high three, low four star. Um, he's an unrated guy. Just just a few weeks ago, blew up on the AAU circuit. Um, still is going to come to Auburn for a visit, but he was a guy who they thought was going to be kind of a late addition to this twenty twenty three class. And then a couple of days ago, or yesterday, excuse me, he reclassifies to twenty twenty four, and he's going to go play at uh, at Link Academy. So that's that's another guy who's off the board for you there. And then uh, you know what happens with Janai Broom, like. Never say never, but you never know what could happen in terms of him getting a combine invite. So, um, like Jason said, there's this. It's not over till it's over. You know, they're, they're, this basketball staff is going to be working really hard over the next few weeks until this roster is uh, is completely finalized. Um, I guess we'll call it there, guys. Uh, Jason, there's there's one more question here. I don't know if you want to give it. It's directed right at you. Uh, All right. How much how much you want to give? Uh, how much time you want to give here? But uh, Gibby asks, uh, can you ask Jason? About baseball recruiting, so Jason, I'm officially asking you about baseball recruiting. Yeah, no, they they've got a really good class um, that they've signed. The question is always as part of it is is how many do you get on campus? I think right now they've got three really highly rated guys. Um, Colt Emerson is, is a middle infielder from um, the the Midwest. Um, Kevin McGonigal is another middle infielder from Northeast, and Andrew Tilly is a pitcher. Those are your three guys. I think they feel pretty good about Drew Tilly getting here from a pitching standpoint. Cole Emerson is a guy that's pushed himself up potentially into the first round. Um, could he fall depending on what he's, what he's asking numbers are? That, that's always a big question. Kevin McGonigal's the same thing. Those are those are two guys that will be like, like Auburn watched Ike Irish and um, Zach Crotchfelt for a long time last year and, and, and got him on campus. That's going to be the thing in terms of baseball. Here's what I can tell you. You look around the country, look at what LSU's done, adding Paul Skeens and, and some of those pieces, Tommy White. Um, look at Auburn's success they've had in the transfer portal the last couple of years. Obviously, Sonny share up two years ago. This year, you look at, and you start thinking about, you know, what, you know, Cooper McMurray's delivered at first base, for instance, a couple of those. I think Auburn will be very involved in the transfer portal. Um, Auburn's baseball NIL has, has been pretty solid. Um, that could be a benefit uh, in, in trying to get guys um, a little bit of help with that 11.7 scholarship number. And so, um, yeah, they've, they've recruited at a very high level. Um, can you get a couple of those guys on campus and mix in a couple of transfer guys? I think first and foremost, my guess would be you'll see Auburn be very, very busy in the transfer market in terms of starting pitching and maybe trying to find a true number one guy for next year. Uh, they got some young arms that have been really good, but I think if you could find another veteran guy to add to the mix, that would be uh that'd be probably a, a big start for them because they're gonna lose some key guys. Uh, not as many on the on the mound this year, 
but you know you're going to have some key position players that are going to be gone that you're going to try to try to maybe add another transfer guy to as well. So uh, they've recruited very well, um, but in baseball, the question is how many of them can you get on campus? Well, there you go, Gibby. There's your uh, there's your college there's your Auburn baseball uh, recruiting update there at the eleventh hour of the uh, of the podcast. So uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. Thanks everybody for the questions. Um, that was good. Appreciate everybody there. Um, who tuned into the uh, to the YouTube live stream? If you guys listen to this on your podcast feed, we definitely appreciate it. If you could go leave us a five star review wherever you get your podcast, we would definitely appreciate that as well. The bumper music is by Beats by Mordecai. You guys can follow him on Twitter, SoundCloud, and Instagram. Until the next episode for Christian and Jason, we will catch you guys later. Everybody have a great rest of the week.